0: go to your happy prize price line answer a high pride for you you <laughs>
1: Hello and a welcome to the great cricketer podcast on today's show. Marlon Samuel sprays some sextillionth seventh power into the air <laughs> and films himself hitting shame warm for boundaries. So we question who the worst bloke in the entire world is in other IPL news. Number 333, Chris Gale throws his bat on 99 and gives Joffre Archer a low five in an act of wonderful sportsmanship. Cameron Green's mythology continues. But is he the tall runs we want or is Wilbur Kofsky the prodigal runs we need? To make us feel safe in the days of surgical mask and pandemic runs, there's Stark Cads, Copeland Pfeiffer's record-breaking partnerships, updated schedules, and Sydney La Nina Reign. Meg Lanning is on the show to tell us how much better at cricket she is than all of us, Alfred Elise Perry having Bradman records and never losing Ever again. Hashtag AskTGC involves seeing TDSC on YouTube, being the cricketer in the group, and having a South African World Cup winning newborn. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler, where you can get your customized bucket hats, amongst many other things, using the code CHAMP at checkout. For free shipping, that's budgysmuggler.com. And also, Pezzy Lad Manscaped, so we're offering 20% off your purchase using the code TJC at checkout. Really excited to be talking about the weed whacker a little bit later on in the show. You can also check out exclusive content every single week at patreon.com forward slash grade cricketer. More exclusive content every single week. My name is Ian Higgins, and I'm joined by Sam Perry, Pezzy Lad. Welcome to welcome to November. It's the day before the U.S. election it's the day before the rest of our lives, and welcome to welcome to this show. Thank you, mate. The one hundred thirty fourth episode of the Grade Cricketer, Cricketer Podcast, which started as a Twitter stream, so we playing cricket at the grade level. Mm,
2: a tough, yes. Uh, and Melbourne's open. It's open. We we'll say mate. Melbourne's open, and commiserations and thoughts to those in the UK yeah. uh, where your country is closed. Yeah, um, that sucks. Yeah, Gen- genuinely, on a yeah. sincere note.
1: Well, it started off as four weeks, um, and it's probably going to be longer than that. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Depending what I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know what it means. Your daily Mail. Yeah, looking at the Daily Mail stuff. Yeah, yeah how much you got that that right? Looking at it right now. Yeah, there's some um, yeah, fashion stuff going on here as well. H3. Uh, <laughs> <Page> the, <three. laughs> the, the first uh, first question of this week. Something I picked up on my cricket's Instagram, <laughs> um, and the caption is: uh, "It's a photo of father and son who put on 224 wicket partnership yeah. for the fourth wicket." And the caption is: "This is brilliant. A 224-run 4th weekend partnership between father and son Will and Mick Day. Will finished on 95 not out. Mick 118 not out for Coolam Cricket Club. Now,
2: is this a nice moment, Pez, or is this a complete offering by well, Dad? Well, and it can only be one or it's the fiery, other. It's binary, mates. One is of it too. The there, there is no third door. I didn't even need to say that. I love the picture." Have a look at it if you uh, do have the capacity to go online. Dad's standing just closer to the camera than son. Son's kind of shoulder slumped a little bit. Dad's sweaty. He's got a bit of chest on him as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, look, many people will take one glance at this, he goes, and say, isn't that fantastic? Father, son. Like, it's a moment for the father and the son to savour. Would they be wrong in suggesting that, Sam? Hear me out. Okay. If, if someone had ever told me that I'd get to do something like that with one or both of my sons, yeah. doing it with both of them at the same time would be strange because one would be the runner Might be And Might be the runner, and, yeah. yeah. and that, yeah. That's, a, that's therapy. That's communication. That's at least a decade of therapy there. Um, well, I'd get emotional yeah. thinking about that. But in relation to this partnership, there's an elephant in their room, mm-hmm. isn't there, when you look at the scores. There's an elephant in the room. Where's mum? <laughs> like imagine – so they've they've had this partnership, and imagine this yeah. like this creates lifelong memories. This there was all sorts. There'll be mm. all sorts of scenes of reminiscences of this. Yes, uh, around yes. the dinner table yes. at Christmas. Yes, thirtieths. Yeah. ths uh, Dad's weddings. 60th, Weddings, yeah. funerals, even, and the dad. <laughs> funerals. The dad is – well, it is. I'll There's never a famous forget the
1: time dad and I put on 224 at, for the fourth wicket. You look wicket. at
2: the picture. Everything about it is perfect, mm-hmm. from the, from both of them standing there mm-hmm. to even the bloke in a hoodie behind them looking to get some smokes or something like that <laughs> over the top of a corrugated iron roof from what it looks like here. Yeah. and uh, yeah. But then you just see the score. You see the scores. You're like, yes. oh, Will made 95 not mm. out. And you sort of think, how'd that happen?
0: Yeah. Dad's,
2: Dad, un- Dad's hundred and eighteen. Yeah, so there's enough runs. Has Will caught up at the end? And, yeah. Okay, that's okay. Or has Dad gone? I Actually, want to make this a daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Put the foot down. Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> did Will have a chance to hit a two, keep the strike? Yeah. Did, was he farming the strike? Oh, it yep. just leaves a lot of questions. And because of the scorecard, this is cricket. Mm-hmm. It'll be frozen in time. Yes. We'll never know. We we'll can invent know. narratives around it. Yeah. So, like, it's it's all you know. This is the season of the asterisk. With yeah, the, with the pandemic, Great point. and that's—I uh, know they're both—they're both not out, but there's always going to be an asterisk with that partnership. There what will be. What happened?
1: Yeah, what happened? <laughs> we'll never know. Well, yeah. either either Will or Mick Day may listen to this show, perhaps. Mm. But, perhaps someone at the Cool and Creek Club will find out, and they can write into us. Oh, look,
2: if if they're up for it, we'd be happy to chat with them both. I'd love—I'd love to interview them both at the same time. I don't. It doesn't
1: even need to be in the show. To be honest, mm. just privately have a chat. Yeah, a chat that's with true. Some, oh, gosh, so that's many true. questions. We'll give you a number. <laughs> so many questions. Now, Pez. Um, this, the, uh, this has been a long winter season. Now it's coming to the summer months down here, mm. down under, as mm. some might say. And uh, and and we're going to take a little bit of a break uh, for a couple of weeks just to recharge the batteries before the mm. summer starts. And it's because we've been following the IPL so closely that yeah. it's like, it's been so. Just, it's I just, just actually been just, just want to so watch the IPL. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's been very difficult to just immerse myself so deeply into mm. it that it's just like, I need a little rest. Yep. But in all seriousness, we are going to take a couple of weeks off after this show, um, and then we're going to come back on
2: the 20th third of yes. November. Just yeah. a couple of weeks and the summer starts. Big summer. Yeah. Big summer. Ahead of the first men's T twenty against uh India right. and all that sort of gear. Yeah, it's because it's an enormous summer. there's a there's a tremendous amount of content mm. coming your way. We need to refresh. We've sort of done it a few times now. And uh yeah, we just want to have a bit of a, a spell, so to speak.
1: Um if you are a Patreon subscriber or if you want to sign up that we're gonna be continuing on the Patreon right now. Oh that through. carries on. That carries oh, on. Oh, those
2: guys still get content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, right. Okay. Let's get into the real stuff here, mate. Okay. And I'm not talking about how tall Cameron Green is, actually. Which we will get to. I do Fuck want to get yeah. into that because it's very confusing. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the main cricket story of the week. Ben Stokes versus Marlon Samuels. <laughs> now, this is – um. well, I'll just give you the sequence. The sequence – and then most people listen to the show are uh, given by the amount of DMs So mm-hmm. people have written in. There's mm-hmm. been a couple of eyeball stuff going on. Yeah. <whistles> yeah. Um, so, Ben Stokes – was quarantining for 14 days and he was saying on his Instagram that it was so grim and he would never wish it on his worst enemy. And then someone else wrote in saying like, Oh, what even Marlon Samuels was like, even Marlon, I wouldn't even wish mm. on him. Then Samuels has sort of turned that, he's gone from zero to hundred real quick mm. on that. And he's saying that he was, he wrote this whole thing. I'm not going to quote it, um, you know, word for word, but he basically saying he was going to turn his wife Jama- Jamaican in 14 seconds. <laughs> The next day, Stokes then posts 10 photos without any context of Marlon Samuels on his Instagram story. This is the most 2020 thing ever. Then Shane Warne gets involved, obviously, and Warne gets involved and he says, just because you're an ordinary ordinary cricketer doesn't mean you have to be an ordinary person, which is actually a lesson that all of us can learn here on Mm. the show. Um, Samuels then goes and films himself watching on YouTube on his phone hitting Warne for three boundaries in an over. I don't know if you saw this, Pez. Obvious reply. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, he's... (laughs) <laughs> so I actually hadn't seen this until someone um, sent someone it into us, and I thank them very much for doing that. But it was like, so Samuels was then commentating. He's, he's watching like on an iPad, I think it is, or on another phone. Uh, he, Samuels hit Warren for three fours in and over at the MCG <laughs> in, in an ODI, in like maybe early 2000s or something, when it, whenever that was. And he's like, is this the great Shane Warren? Bam, over cover, man. I was just like, is it the great Shane Warren? cannot be <laughs> what the fuck are you doing um, and then um, and then someone said someone then sent him a DM saying um, your cologne is awesome we're uh, really looking forward to it, which is which is what this Seventh power is uh, then Marlon Samuels after this nice message someone DM said your cologne is awesome thanks so much for it and he said sextillion Seventh power told you it would work ladies falling over you I'm only interested in sevensomes now <laughs> <laughs> now there's, it's my grandma's 90th birthday today, oh. of which I now remember that I need to call her. But yeah. um, when I do that, my first thing was we'll say to you, fuck, Marlon Samuels is a bit of a cunt, isn't he? <laughs> well. <laughs> but it's funny. Well. But I don't think he's very self-aware. I too, mean, the well, thing you wrote to state, I mean, fucking hell, what an absolute cunt. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's mm.
2: something that stuff was just fucking, whoa. Mm. Whoa. Mm. Well, you know. Thoughts? Well, my, th- my first thought is that, this is one of the great exchanges, you know, in world yeah. cricket. It's Stokes v. Samuels v. Warren. Yeah. That's a triad. It was the triad I didn't know I needed. Exactly. Mm. And we, look, we went the big fish this week. <laughs> we went the we went the enormous fish this week, and I ain't talking about Warren or Stokes. We actually might get this up on Insta. We we invited Marlon Samuels onto the show. Obviously, you can see that he's not joined the show. <laughs> no, not yet. But we got close. Yeah. I wrote to him. He replied. Oh, He replied. Yeah. Did I write to him? Oh, I've got, I've, there's a lot of text from me now there. Yeah. I, I said, Sextillion, we are the biggest <laughs> podcast in world cricket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just sort
2: of, we don't talk about ourselves like that, but no. I thought, you know, this is his style. We have to yeah, go so we'll call him Sextillion. Yeah. Um, you know, would you chat to us on Monday, 10 minutes, the people need to hear from you. Is yeah. that wrong? I said Curtly was on last week, calling yeah. him Kurtley. Just yeah. just to try Our to friends. give him a sense, you know, this is the, yeah. oh, the levels legit. we're operating. We at. Tick. Yeah, it's blue tick. Love to know what you think. Respect, Sam. Yeah. Thumbs up, little thumbs up emoji. Yeah. What do you say? You want to be the biggest, that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking I was thinking, oh, we want it so he's picked up the he's picked up the bit where I said we're the biggest <laughs> Who does he think is the biggest? Maybe Lawler and Gideon's Mm, new cast. coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. So, with respect uh, to them. So, uh, yeah, and then and then I've um, then there's a lot of blue messages from me with uh, a lot of scenes underneath. Yeah. So we got a reply. We thought, well, we're on a reply. We're on here. Okay. What would it take, Marlon? We can promote anything you want. Would have been so good. You don't know how many people in Australia are desperate to hear about Sextillion Seventh Power.
1: (laughs) I am desperate. I really. I'm fucking
2: desperate about 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 it. it. Anyway, but uh, and the other thing I picked up from this was like you know was was Warnie the Great White Whale, yeah, uh, King can't stay mad at you, baby. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's right, <laughs> you know that just that line, like you know, Samuels and Stokes bought, brought a very twenty first century kind of like s- style flavor to their beef. Warn brought the nineteenth century flavor, which was like ordinary cricketer, <laughs> yeah. ordinary bloke, yeah, and like yeah. Isn't that just the, like, it's it's like the cricketer's lowest thing they can say to somebody. Mm. You were shit at cricket. Yeah. You know, you were shit at cricket. It's like, same as seven test tons. Yeah. Seven test hundreds. Yeah. Shit bloke. Shit yeah. cricketer. Yeah. I don't
1: know. You weren't amazing at the thing that I committed my entire life to that I just need gift for.
2: Oh, you so. me a shit cricketer. And then he says, get well, son. That's the dagger from
1: Morn. <laughs> yeah, get well, get son. well,
2: son. You're not well. He's yeah. not He's not well. Yeah. Who? Uh, well, everyone in that
1: yeah. wants <laughs> to be right. honest. I think Stokes is someone that out and it looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, he does yeah. When he posted 10 photos of Samuel's in a row, none, none of them were bad photos. Like yeah. one of them, he scored 130 I put that photo mm. up, no context to it. Brilliant. Just fucking. Mm.
2: But it is interesting when you think about. it kind of a stalker kind of vibe to it.
1: It did a little bit actually. Now you say that. You know when Ron Artest changed his name to Meta World Peace. Yeah, I think I that's. That. Yeah. I think that's what, that's what Samuels is going for here. You know, he's changing his name to Sextillionth Seventh Power. And what would
2: that mean for your relationship to him if you did that?
1: Well, if he's only interested in seven since now, find mm. the connection that I can mm. have with Marlon Samuels. Yeah. <laughs> that's too many people in a room. Seven. Is it plus one? Hey, is it? Trust me, mate. So oh, like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, trust me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you don't get into the podcast game of that and picking up a couple of things on the way, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> picking up a couple of things on the way STIs I'm talking about now um yeah remember when um now this like when Warren got involved because there's obviously the famous scene during a big bash game warm Warren was like um you, you're like pulling on shirts Marlon and that, mm. that whole thing it was sort of kicked mm. fuck off you, Marlon fuck you Marlon yeah all that stuff and uh it's it's interesting because Warren, Warren had a
2: really shiny face when he was doing that.
1: He got into the shiny face stuff. That was yeah, shiny he was face Warren. Sweat
2: there that night too. That's the light right, bouncing off him. Yeah, just that was so. that was La Nina as well. <laughs> just so, just a wick of sweat,
1: yeah. dapped across his face. Yes, across his brow. Um, I for Warren for all of his flaws, mm-hmm. which he didn't have many on a cricket field, but he would never sledge. He, he had a lot of respect for players. I think the only time he really went after people was Darren Cullinan and Daryl. So what did I say, Darren? Darren. Well, that was he's two other. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm doing the Kirtley Ambrose yeah. thing. Which club was that? I like took 115 mm. wickets at. Um, and poor Collingwood yeah. during the Ashes. But he had a bit of a beef with that. But like he, he does respect players. He, I feel like he does. And he was well liked by players. Mm. But so when Warren goes at someone like that, it's mm. a bit like, oh, no, Sam, Samuel's had some stuff going on. And Stokes right. doesn't really go at players either, does he, mm. really? You know, outside the pub, sure. Mm. But apart from. You know, I, I just think that there's obviously some stuff going on there where Samuels, it's been revealed that he's not very popular in the cricketing yeah. fraternity, which is there's surprising. something about Marlon. But
2: then again, Stokes, Stokes and Warren going after him, I don't think that necessarily means to me that like, oh, well – we know who the goodies and the baddies are here. Mm, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, maybe necessarily. Warn, maybe one's off that red bull money. Yeah, he? I don't know. exactly.
1: Um, well, that, and, and covering the IPL fully now. Yes, yes and, um, as we do. And Jofra Archer got Chris Gale out for ninety nine. <laughs> Chris Gale, is obviously where his shirt number is three hundred and thirty three, the most yeah. yuck thing in the entire world. Mm. And what does Chris Gayle do, Sam?
2: Well, he threw his bat on the ground like I did in under 12s so when I <laughs> nicked it and said I didn't. <laughs> we all know that. He, he didn't. He didn't kick it all the way off like <laughs> me. Related to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, and then I noticed after that, obviously, they, they low-fived Chris yeah. Gale and Josh Archer. Respect, yeah. Archer later said in a, one of these internal social media pieces, because there's no journos at the IPL and stuff anymore, a yeah, little, yeah, little, little window into the future, yeah. uh, said he had no, he, that he was asked who his fast bowling heroes were. He said, no, nah, I've got no fast bowling heroes. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> who did he like? Solomon Ben to the office? He, no, just, no one. Yeah, no He creates his own mountains. We should have asked Curly who's who his heroes were. Basketballs and footballs because he have not like cricket. That's well, like Christian Vieri, the Inter Milan striker, mm. who said his hero was Alan Border. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I can see Unveiled that. Unveiled for I've, Inter. I can see that's
1: yeah. hero,
2: Alan Border, AB. Captain Grumpy, they just called dogged. him. Just dogged. Yeah. Well,
1: it's a nice one. Now, do you think Graham meant to throw the bat?
2: Oh, I see. Um, look, I just want to say yes yeah. for, for narrative. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. There was a bit of a slippage there. But mm. yeah, I would have been good. I'm not. I'm not a fan of people throwing bats or anything. But mm. somehow with the IPL, it's just such a circus. It's funny. Yeah. Just little it things, is, like not Little things like that creeping in. I still can't cop, Gal. It's, I'm not. A no, man. I don't think I'm he's cool. Man. No, I don't like the Universe Boss. I mean, if we're being serious about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's and then because when when he threw his bat, then he obviously gathered all his possessions and thoughts, hopefully as well. And he he did the thing where he puts the. It's what Stornis started to do last year. He mm-hmm. started to put the helmet on top of the the bat, the yeah. bat, and then lift it up like it was a human. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. No, it's just not for me that bit stuff. Much. It's a little bit much, but you know, I'm a white guy with a podcast. What do I know? Good point. Now Pez, Cameron oh, Green. C-
2: how tall is he? Cummins got Smith out again. Oh, okay, fire. right. Yeah.
1: How did the end amount Bounced him?
2: I don't know. That's it. Just Cummins got Smith out. i just read the headlines.
1: It. Money worth it.
2: Yep. That's
1: what the IPL is. It's worth it. Is it's just sorry, it's just headlines, isn't it? Mm. Just headlines. That's all it is. Cameron Green Pez. How tall is he?
2: Well, fuck. You know, like we, you make I
1: one was mistake was in he... this game, mate.
2: Yeah. Uh, and and we got a lot of messages last week. I got a lot of messages saying he's not six one. I was like, okay. I, I I typed Cameron Green into Google. It was his face that came up and it said six one. And and not only did it say six one, it says one hundred and eighty four centimeters. So and Pez, who are you to question? Who Google. who would type that in? Oh, it's a very strange number to type in one hundred eighty four centimeters. When well, it turns out, uh, Greg Chappell alleges over the phone when he says he's the best bat since Ponting. We'll get onto that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, how can he's I six, fuck foot uh, six, six foot seven. Six foot seven, seven two hundred centimeters. I look at him on screen. I'm like, he's tall. He's not six one. He's not six. Is one. he six seven? He ain't six seven. He's six seven. Currently Ambrose is six seven. Yeah, he was. I I, so we don't know. We don't know how tall he is, which is very important, as people who listen to this cast will know. Tall mm. runs and the entire ecosystem of that is very important in terms of our psychology and mentality. Yeah, if he's going to get picked or not. Notice Craig Chappell was saying on the uh, like on, on this interview where he decided to anoint him the fucking best thing since ponting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that he is 6'7", and that's a real advantage. He's a tall player. I'm like, what? How, why is that good?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's famous. as all, all the best batsmen in history have been tall. Bradman, Slears. Lara, Ponting, all the talls. I
2: mean, Chappell should have gone further and said Bradman. He should have just gone all the way. Yeah. He's the best since Bradman that I've seen. Now, I notice Green's in the white ball squad. Yeah. Hasn't particularly achieved anything in white ball cricket, which I, I no. find interesting. Like, he's, he's done a lot of great red ball stu- stuff. Yeah, Not yeah, red yeah. ball stuff, that's Stokes. That's Stokes. <laughs> so, white ball squad. This X is, game and style. this is kind of harking back to the old times. He goes, yeah. "This is, uh, One of my get, him, get him, get him." Get him into the, get him a, into the coloured clothing that's stuff. A,
1: that's an in and around
2: selection. It is. It, it is. It's an around the group mm. selection. It's like uh, give him a bit of an orientation. You mm. know, my son just started a new daycare. They put him in for orientation for a few hours. It's like yep. the white ball squad. Yeah. And that's how I explained <laughs> it to him. What my son. son. Yeah. <laughs> it is like work experience. Just come in, get around the group. It's like what they did with Philippe recently. Yeah. Just see, see what the guys are saying and that's how they right. interact. That's how right. these other elite athletes, many of whom you know, that's right. d- d- like to, to play yeah. in the bubble. Yes. Um, still didn't get any. Like He, he took a week green and he, he he sort of dug into the pitch quite hard, which looked good, but I didn't get any speed gun. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that was, there's That's so many people point. who've scored runs this week and there's so many yeah. great results through yep. this shield yep. round. And we're going, as we record, it's going to the last day. Right, But a lot of, there's a lot of tons. There's a lot of interesting, there's a lot of wickets, um, but no speed gun on green, which is surely the most important statistic we need to bring out. At his height. So, and his height. We, we can't we can't get a read on how fucking tall his just bloke is and how metrics. fast he bowls. Yeah. it's literally the most important selection question in Australian cricket for at least twenty years. Yeah,
1: and give us metrics and in like and I want it yeah. actually not in the metric system. I don't want height
2: in metrics. I yeah. want that in feet and inches. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the old money, the old money. Like like Drucker said, you know, what can be measured can be managed. Exactly, and we need to manage Australia's yeah. psychology.
1: Now it'd be interesting to know how Green goes. You know when, it, like, how he goes getting around the boys, and in turn, how he has got around. around. Yeah, yeah, that's actually one of the most. Well, important. pretty. I him. mean,
2: can you imagine him? A not getting around the boys, but more importantly, B them not getting around him. Six that. fucking six foot seven, yeah. blonde, 140s is 140s and averages fifty. Yeah, Come well, up. there'd be something vastly wrong with him yeah. if players are not getting around him, and in turn, him them, vastly wrong. We <laughs> need a break. So tired, man. It's, it's I'm, I'm closing my eyes. It's this. such a long winter.
1: Just flick it man, on. Pandemic's <laughs> fucking killed me. Hey, um, uh, <laughs> stuck, stuck. Tried to mancap Marnus. Yeah. Well, he warned him.
2: He warned him. It wasn't on. It wasn't a man-cat opportunity. It wasn't a cover opportunity. He, it must have been a Marnus like blocked d- him. Well, fucking like, Marnus really pisses blokes off, doesn't it, he? He, does. he really remember pisses blokes off. Remember last year off? with Finch? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell the audience about it. No, no, I no. Just, no. Remember I just last year, two, chat we had with him.
1: So the thing last year was Finch got 156. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a, you got you got a daddy. You got a daddy yeah. in the one day game. You got a daddy. And Marner's was chirping, and Finch fucking just didn't Lost cop it. it.
2: Lost it at him. Yeah. And like we in saw some... him the following day. That's right. At our uh, like the headshots day uh, for for Channel Seven, and um, we just like asked Finch like, "What was going on with Marner?" And he's just like, just like yeah. closed his eyes, I mate. Mean, and it was just like this guy really pisses him off. Yeah. And like. And so Stark's done that to Manus. He's just because he's just such a busy little puppy dog, and you know, great cricketers like pro cricketers hate busy puppy dogs who like the game. Yeah, they famously, <laughs> you know what I mean, from <laughs> club to club. Yeah, Manus it, is a busy puppy. Well, dog. the night. Okay, who's the nicest guy in Australian cricket? He's got a touch screen. Trent it's Copeland. Yeah, okay. Copeland's knocked him over twice. Second time knocks him over for a dark. Have mm. you seen the footage of it? Copeland get, traps him again, LBW. Oh, just saw that on Twitter. And yeah. absolutely, well, he doesn't give it to him, but he basically yeah. yells in his face. Yeah. He's flexing. His yeah. muscles are about to pop out of his lean body. Yeah. Uh, that's Copeland giving yeah. it to Mark. Coco. Coco. That's Coco. That's Coco. Our yeah. friend Coco. <laughs> no one's looked slimmer in a suit. <laughs> and Coco. Yeah. So, you know, that's a talking point. Yeah. It, so just, that, it just wasn't on, though, was it?
1: He pisses people off. Um, what about the record-breaking partnership? Well, no, well, well on Copeland he, Copeland, he took five for six at one point. He, mm. he finished with five for 17 of 25 mm. overs. Mm. Yeah. Um, what grade did he play? Yeah, two threes. Yeah, He played two threes. One of the best bowls in shield cricket. the two threes.
2: Because it wasn't even like five for six and everyone else was doing well. It was like the, sc- the score was like 580 or something like that. He had all f- they had yeah. the first five had wickets for yeah. current or former Australian players. Yeah. Except for Bryce Street. Good for him. Mm. He's a nice guy. Nice guy, but not quick enough. Sorry, mate. That's the rules. Don't by make the rules, way, mate. just speaking of guys that aren't that quick, just notice this week, because a lot of people are achieving things in Shield cricket who aren't either Pekofsky or Cameron Green. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Bird is the highest wicket taker for Tasmania ever by 20. Mm-hmm. The next is Ben Hilfenhouser. He's got 280 wickets for, for Tassie. He's taken more wickets this Shield round as well. Yep. He's taken them at 21. Yeah. Oh, but he's been, a, he's been the best Shield bowler in, well here yeah, man like it's, it's just amazing i mean that those record that record is incredible and we' just
1: like completely overlooked these guys hasn't he got the most shield wickets? In the decade by yeah. a fucking mile i mean he's played he's obviously played because he's played place. for new south wales as well yeah
2: so he's into these 300s no Co- i mean copeland has three it'd, it'd be oh, him, copeland, and copeland. him and copeland yeah, yeah yeah
1: it's interesting it's interesting what happens because yeah. you see this but in It's count- not quick enough you see this in counter cricket as well where the mm-hmm. guys oh, God, fuck! i can't think of the guy's name Who I stevens of? darren stevens darren stevens just buying like dibley Dobbles, basically yeah. and you look at you up like, yeah english wickets with the juke mm. yeah it does a bit but like mm. it's the same thing works in australia like so that 120s to 125s maybe mm. closer to 130s on the odd spell and then it's probably good for your durability.
2: You can you can make sure you play every game. copeland has got a bouncer. Uh, like p- people yeah. struggle with Copeland's bouncer as well. Anyway, yeah. but it's not one forty. It doesn't have that number four in it. That, and because it doesn't have number four, but like good. I mean, fucking respect to Trent and respect to Jackson, my close oh, friends. Yeah. But like,
1: it just goes to show the level up that you need to go for Test cricket. Mm. I, I think that's just basically what it shows. I mean, you look at like Chad Sayers as well. You know, he's got a great record, swings it as well. But then basically, Warren ended his career after three balls in South Africa. But no, no this isn't quick enough. So I don't know, maybe maybe it's just a it's a, you know, oh,
2: it's, I reckon a that, it's a level thing. The point like is just they're just really Australia. really good bowlers. That's yeah, they're it. really good bowlers. Yeah. And then there's just a couple of couple of worldies who get the the test gig.
1: Well it's interesting in the in the ashes where they pick Siddle. They pick Siddle for control and mm. experience probably. Whereas mm. Copeland's bowls similar pace. But Siddle was of. formally
2: 150, and so there's always a sense like, yeah, but you've got you've got a little bit of that tiger pace about you.
1: Siddle basically retained the Ashes by getting 44 in the first innings of the Baston, batting Good with Steve point. Smith, so mm. job done. Hey, um. Now, just very quickly, Marcus Harris, um, Boogie Harris, and Wilbekinovsky break uh, the War Brothers record that stood for a couple of decades, mm. which was four hundred and sixty something for, 464. The highest, 464 for the highest four sixty four four sixty four for the highest Sheffieldshire partnership in the history of the code, which mm. has been going for about one hundred and thirty years. Mm. Not bad. They hit so. they hit four hundred and eighty six opening the batting, but it was against South
2: Australia. Does it count? <laughs> yeah, it
1: counts. Yeah, <laughs> does count. Still got to get him. Yeah,
2: got to get him. Well, yeah. Firstly, I feel sorry for Marcus Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it> failed. <laughs> yeah, you know, and those big partnerships as well. Yeah, it's like yeah, but whoever ended up with more yeah. in the end yeah. gets the plaudits. And yeah. also because Harris has accrued a few scars and wounds from his test playing career, we now shine the light on Pukowski, well, aka Joe Dirt with yes, his current hair. Correct. as well. Yeah, but these, but these are these are prodigal runs. Have you seen? And it's, I want to talk about that, please. Have you seen any highlights of the innings from Pukowski? Haven't watched the ball, mate. Pekovsky's test runs. Is he? It, watch it. I encourage everybody. I'm looking down the camera now. Watch it. It's test runs, mm. back foot punch. Yeah, right. All okay. around the ground, crisp drive. Damien Martinship. shit. It, it, uh, it. I'm not necessarily saying that. It's just something. I don't want to like talk about his styling. He's got his own Best stuff. Is ponting, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who is he like? He's Ponting or Bradman, whichever one. <laughs> No, it's just really, it's yeah. just uh, it cuts, pulls, drives, flicks, square, straight, and it looks very. 360, 360. It looks very, it, yeah, but it looks, it just looks very test match. That's correct, it just looks, it, it, it looks right. Yeah. I a question, like, uh, you know, Pekoski asked us for a photo in the press box in 2016. By the way, did he? So yeah, was I there? Um, oh, I just be me. I asked. Sorry. <laughs> oh, right, um, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. No, they were taking him and Will Sutherland through. Anyway, there's too much press box chat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think Pokos, like Pekofsky and Green, it's too soon to say the side's going well. I mean, who, captain, he, who he, captains first? Heads hit a ton. Yeah. Wade hit eighty three, yeah. so they're going okay, yeah. right? And they'll probably be in the first test side. But like, mm. you look at Pekovsky and Cameron Green. If they are all that, I think Pekovsky is, by the way. Um, yeah. Like, do they kind of? They'd almost complete the test side. Oh, if don't talk it, about no, 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 I a completion. Because I'm going to finish. Yeah. Completion. So, Pukowski, let's say he wants to open the batting now, okay? So, you've got him and Warner, Labashane, mm. Smith. Okay, Head, you can stay with your 100 and your boxing day. With <laughs> you fucking whatever. Cameron Green at six now, bowling 140s, 10 to 12 overs, you know, averaging. It's, Goodness it, there's to me. There's a bit of completion about oh, it. Oh, pieces coming together like yeah. a pandemic puzzle back in March. Indeed. It's just a completion. And I, with like with you know apologies to Joe Burns and Matthew Wade, who have carved out you know ten to exactly mm. Mm. is any of them six foot seven blonde hair
1: now, if I was from Queensland, I'd be like, no, Joe Burns deserves a crack, he doesn't get me off Joe Burns, you know, because I'm not from Queensland, you know he's done, he's done pretty well, Joe Burns, but like he just
2: he's not the prodigal runs, it's not prodigal runs anymore, he used to be he used to be he was, but he had his prodigal time, yeah. But P- Pikovsky's Pikovsky's the real deal. Now, with well, respect to Pekovsky as well, yeah. hope he's well. Yeah, hope true. his head's good.
1: He said it he said he's been he said he's been doing well. He said it yeah. a week ago just before the match started. He said things are going well for him. Because so, 'cause he's been he's been in and around the squad for
2: ages. Oh uh, well, a couple of years. Yeah. Um and hasn't got a crack just yet. Yeah, it looks good. The runs look really good. Well, they the obviously like him for ages. You know it's like when someone gets a lot of shield runs and stuff, but you've never really seen him, it's grainy footage. You see them play test match, you go, No, nah, that's not it. It's, it's a it. Film runs. That Yeah, exactly. That ain't it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That ain't it. Yeah, Pekoski's it. He's it. Yeah, fuck, that's, it's where, that's we're fuck we're that, that, that. It's we're ready. We're
1: ready. Now, if you if you're gonna pick him though, Pez.
2: Yeah. Do
1: you want to pick him when he has to face Boomer? Yeah. You know, he's or do you, or do you yeah. want to come in when he faces Stuart Broad with a cook well,
2: yeah. Oh well.
1: And don't open the batting. Bat him at six when he comes in at four hundred for three.
2: Mate, I think Pekoski's ready. I think he's good to go. I think just get him, get him going. He looks Test runs to me. It's it's that It's it's where he belongs. He's he's a he's a throbber He belongs up there. Get him in there. He's ten years. Okay, ten fifteen.
1: He's friend the show. Um, Pez, WBBL, not much to report. Victoria's rapport. got good beanies, by the way.
2: they got beanies? Uh, Seb Gotch is wearing a floppy. Yeah, just chuck that oh, in. Oh, Seb Gotch is wearing a floppy. cap yeah, with, a, with a cap underneath it. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Yeah. He's just trolling again. Yeah. Looking forward to the Big Bash starting. Yeah. But the WBBL has started, Pez, sort of. They've played 12. 12 games have been scheduled, and uh, five have been played, and seven have been washed out. Yeah, So the So, Lorraine Sydney, strikes again. Sydney La Nina. Doing,
2: Sydney doing Sydney things.
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And whenever mm. there's a game on, mm. it seems to rain. Mm. Unfortunate. Yeah, La Nino is going to play a bit of havoc, won't it? It's like no. I I said last was it last week I said that or a couple of weeks ago. Whereas it gets hotter, it's not. It doesn't get hotter. It's a cooling period, as mm. you just rightly pointed out to me before the mm. show. But it means more. It's rain. It's a cooling more.
2: offset of El Nino. Yes, know. right. Yeah. Okay.
1: But it means there's there's higher humidity, which means way more rain. So there's mm. more cyclones, which would feed into that. That's mm. why there's that.
2: Right. Yeah. Because we all cricketers should always have a little bit of extra weather knowledge as well, just by virtue of being cricketers. Oh, It always
1: comes from uh, over those trees over there. Exactly. Doesn't it? Does it, it just look at your watch. So yeah. your
2: watch doesn't even work. Yeah. yeah. Get bomb up, yeah. Get the radar up, yeah.
1: When you see red, that's fucking, that's death. Exactly. Or red count rain. count
2: the seconds between the thunderstorm, the lightning, or whichever yes. way around. Oh, that it's is. A, oh, seven seven. seven, seven, oh, so seven we've We gotta go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I had a, a really good mate of mine as a, a coach of uh, um, a, a club in Melbourne, yeah. and uh, he was talking about like, just for all those people out there who are dealing with COVID regulations. Yeah, Melbourne's obviously back playing. He's so just remind just me what those are. I don't know what they are, but um, they've got to have like they've got every club needs a COVID marshal, I yeah. think, and yeah. so they, I'm imagining they get like a yellow flair over uh, vest, vest yeah. and everything like that. He's just yeah. telling me a story about like um, turning up and he'd set out the ground, he'd organize people in groups, a lot of space between COVID marshal who you know. At, at least at this club He's been ascribed To somebody just Completely drunk on power Who, who, yeah, yeah, who yeah, has yeah. nothing else Yeah well, The reason for yeah. um, trying to ticket inspector power, Parking yeah. officer That kind of gear Yeah You know I, I'm just only saying this Because I presume This is the case At other clubs But yeah, you know, it turns definitely. up And it turns up No you can't do it there you Actually got There's it There's no the way You got to do this You got to do this And, and then my, my mate goes Did you bring the hand sanitizer? Nah <laughs> There's no, there's no
1: way the COVID Marshall is the r- most ripping bloke of the club. Yeah. Like, get around the COVID Marshall yeah. within a safe 1.5 minutes. It could minute
2: be. I mean, think they, they could be. But if you've got any good COVID Marshall stories, because, uh, you know, we're always mining for for content here. Uh, the COVID Marshall should give rise to some very great cricket level jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Pez, the Australia-India yeah. schedule has been announced. Mm. Um uh, just a couple of quick ones here So they're going to start in Adelaide There's the day-night test match Then they move to Boxing Day in Melbourne Which they're talking about Thankfully That there's going to be crowds For the Boxing Day mm. test they're going 25k to play. Then they're going to play in Sydney For the New Year's test as per And they're going to finish the Indian tour In Brisbane For the last game Now There's been some speculation here Pezzy lad That um, India aren't going to get a tour game And they're going to have to play in Adelaide Under lights With no practice So Australia here looking at 4-0 sweep Oh, minimum. Yeah, especially that India, that spicy um,
2: Melbourne deck. Well, once again, Australia accommodating uh, a, a, opposing nations with two games beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This time probably a pretty good reason, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, because we're scared. We're Scaredy bats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we called India, didn't we, a couple of years ago? Scaredy bats? Yeah, when they beat us. That's right. They yeah. beat us out here. Pretty easily. Couldn't yeah. get Boomerang. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Pajara. Pajara, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Other bloke. Yeah.
1: <laughs> couldn't get Boomerat. <laughs> couldn't <laughs> couldn't get even him get him right. in. Yeah, couldn't get him in. That was a problem. Has <laughs> um before we go to the break, uh, nah. more st- uh, Justin Lang has been speaking to Adam Goods uh, mm. about uh, what can, should be done, will be done heading into the summer in terms of reconciliation and uh, the 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 knee,
2: movement. taking the knee. Yeah. Oh, it's good to hear him do that. Who knows what they'll do again like we said last week, it sounds like Cricket Australia is retaining an open mind about yeah. that kind of thing. I noticed Michael Holding came out this week and said he's, he believes it uh, in Australia and elsewhere they should be taking a knee until many of the racial injustices are solved. I'm right. um, just paraphrasing Michael Holding. It's so not yeah, me yeah. saying that. Yeah. Uh, but, but Langer was on the record saying that he is consulting uh, a number of Indigenous figures, you know, both goods and uh, either an Aboriginal elder or many. Mm-hmm. And so he's still thinking about it. Uh, it be interesting to see what they're doing. Glad to hear the conversation is still going. We asked Meg Lanning about it, who's coming up next as well. Uh, so, you know, it, it sounds kind of, uh, kind of, well, it's small steps to say that it's, it's good that they're still considering things, mm. but that's better than what many other sports have done or what's happened in the past. So 100%. Uh, great great to see them doing it uh, sincerely. 100%, Pez, well said. All right, uh, Meg Lanning is coming up. And then after that,
1: hashtag ask
0: TGC. cricket for results I don't come to take wickets score runs or win games I play cricket to look good rigs chests pipes circuits salads this is my domain so when I hit the sheds I need to radiate success That's why I use Chop King Cologne by TGC. With a blend of the finest handcrafted English willow and Kookaburra Red King leather, Chop King Cologne lets me radiate cricket. Whatever the ground, whatever the circuit. Chop King Cologne. The new fragrance for men by TGC. Reek of runs without hitting them.
2: He goes, the person I'm speaking to is only 28 years old, uh, has represented her country 193 times already across all formats. In ODI cricket, she averages 55 with 14 tonnes, 1550s, and a higher score of 152 not out. Mm, Not bad. Uh, In T20 cricket, she averages 36 with 2 tonnes, 1350s, and a higher score in T20 cricket of 133, not out, well that day. Uh, she's the absolute worldie of the Australian women's team, debuting for her country at 18, scoring a ton in her second game, captaining the country at 21. She leads a team that's won Ashes World Cups and is currently on an unbelievable streak of 21 ODI wins in a row. Um, so, you know, with good reason, she's now decided to give an interview to two third graders um, from a good while ago. 100%. Uh, it's Meg Lanning, Meg, welcome to The Great Cricketer.
3: Thank you, great to be here.
2: Now, just for the benefit of all listeners, there—that's the second time I've done that intro, and um, Meg's just <laughs> had Lord. to endure that. Yeah, no, the first time was so much better <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. See so the laughs I want it. So, um, Meg, yeah, yeah. You, you debuted for Victoria in two thousand and eight, age sixteen. Now, all listeners will know that you know because of the rough and tumble uh, ritual of grade cricket, you yeah. have to go through every grade before playing for your state. So, I can only guess you debuted in grade cricket age nine or so. <laughs> uh,
3: I. Oh, I think I might have been 11 or 12, uh, something like that anyway. And um, I think I debuted in second grade for Box Hill, my team in Melbourne. Mm. Uh, And I, yeah, I don't think I made many runs the first couple of goes. So I spent till the first season in second grade and then I went up to first grade and then, yeah, made my my way to the Victorian team, which is great.
2: What's the uh, conversation like at 11 or 12 years of age when, presumably, (laughs) parents say, look, I think you're ready for twos? Yeah.
3: Oh, well, mum and dad were always very supportive, but, uh, and we're all a very competitive, uh, family as so, well. So I think dad was pretty cut. So I got to play in the senior team and, and second grade was pretty good. So, um, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was all really exciting. To be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just going to play cricket, which I loved. And, uh, yeah, it just happened to be second grade at the time.
1: We often hear, Meg, about, um, you know, uh, the, the girls being put into the, the, the first grade, the, the first 11 team, their school team um, from a young age well, I'm guessing that you, you had the exact same situation. I'm not even going to ask you if you did do that, I'm going to presume you did, so how old were you when you played for your first 11 school team?
3: Uh- I think I was fourteen at the end of year nine. Uh seen. Yeah, so I played with the with the boys from year seven, and then uh, yeah, I got picked in the first eleven at uh, the end of year nine, uh, which uh, was a was a really uh, challenging experience. I was bowling pretty fast. I wasn't really sure what I what I was doing. I remember facing uh, Lewis Cameron one day in the in the first eleven, <laughs> and <line>. he um, <laughs> I think he played first eleven to get a lesson, and uh, I'm not sure I actually saw the ball when he was bowling.
2: Um, it sort of hit me rather than me hitting it but uh yeah that was always always good fun mm. and mm. look at him now he's a cricket journal and you're so yeah. you know he really won that <laughs> well Meg I mean just to, I've been doing a bit of digging on this like I'm sure you're probably tired of questions about playing against boys and that kind of stuff so I hope I brought a, a, a different angle uh to this but you know like everyone knows you're an absolute worldie with the bat but I'm told during school you used to roll down a few questionable meds too um, this is, so we have done some digging here and, and there was one moment when these meds got the better Of a first 11 captain at one of these prestigious schools Now I just want to know Whether you were aware of the sheer fear These boys would have been feeling Like for toxic masculinity reasons Yeah, brittle um, At the prospect of being dismissed by a female In year 9 or 10 bowling meds Like like, sure, like I'm sure Like, And did you feel like you were actually able to Burgle a few overs just because of their fear as well And keep the run rate down Like what sort of fear do you see in their eyes?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I knew they were pretty nervous, to be honest. It, was, it actually gave me a really good advantage because exactly. they didn't, clearly didn't want to get out to me, so they mm. didn't play any shots. I bought some absolute pies, too, mm. um, but they, they didn't manage to hit them because I think they were too worried about getting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to get a few wickets um, back in the day when I was a bowler. Uh, I'm retired now, by the way. Mm. Um, but, mm. uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that, actually. Cause,
0: mm-hmm.
3: cause I didn't have many expectations, but they were absolutely, well, they were so nervous. Awesome. Um, so I sort of yeah jumped on that and I uh, was able to sneak a few wickets along the way too.
1: Like everyone we speak to, just absolutely just dominates. You know club cricket, and rightfully so, because they're all wonderful internationals. Last week we spoke to Sir Curtly Ambrose. I just gone him Curtly now because we're mm. close personal friends. But, but, he, but he took he took 115 wickets in a club season for a club. He's which uh, he actually forgot the team's name, which is part of the part of the whole thing. I think for Curtly. <laughs> Let me read something I read from January 2017 2019. Meg Meg Lanning celebrated her return to premier cricket by establishing a new record score of 244 for Box Hill against Plenty Valley at City Oval. Meg and sister Anna 85 put on 218 for the opening partnership. Meg's innings eclipsed her previous record of 241 not out against mm. Melbourne in 2012-13. She faced 145 balls, hit 39 fours and two sixes. Plenty Valley were never in the hunts chasing Box Hill's massive two for 384 and mm. finished nine for 192. I mean, how satisfying is it to play a game where you outscored the opposition?
3: Mm. <laughs> oh, I love going back and playing club cricket. I'm sure you, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, evidently. Yeah. I have always, always good fun. And, um, yeah, I guess the bet with Anna as well is, um, yeah, a, a good thing. And, uh, yeah, that was just, yeah, one of those days, I guess, where I got a bit of a flyer and then once you get in, you just, <laughs> you just keep going. Um, and yeah. 50 hours is a very long time. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was just able to keep going. So, um, yeah, it's, it's always a bit of fun when I go back and, um, yeah, I was
0: able to get a few that day, which was nice. <laughs>
3: Got
2: a few. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before we get into the so your, your current stuff, Meg, uh, a- again, from when you were younger, you, you moved from Sydney to Melbourne uh, for high school, but not before playing in a junior side with Elise Perry. Um, all cricketers mm. know that, you know, it's not just about where you finished, it's about where you started and all the sort of social status that's kind of contained within. Right. And a- as you describe it, you opened the batting with Elise, but she was the mm. superstar and the captain. So just again, like, is it great to know that you're now her skipper and therefore yeah. the alpha of that relationship? <laughs> 100%. Uh, I've, never,
3: I've never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, when when we played, uh, it was the Sydney North, the, the regional team that we were you in. You remember the um, team. <laughs> yeah, I remember the team. And uh, that was my first, like, actual cricket tournament. So I was uh, very much new to the game. But um, Elise Perry was sort of the name that everyone – talked about um, being the superstar and she certainly was like then and still is now yeah we opened opened the batting and she knew all the rules I remember this one game Um, I actually got out caught, I think and um, she actually noticed that there were three fielders behind square leg um, and that's not allowed obviously (laughs) so uh, she told the umpire and I was actually called back to the crease Um, so she she helped me out that day uh, so, uh, yeah, looking back, it was um, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. We played together then and still playing together now.
2: Mm. Just with that dismissal, w- were you caught behind square or you'd actually just tried to loft one straight and, caught
3: and, both. and and, and <laughs> still remember? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I was caught behind square. I think I was caught somewhere else. But, yeah, mm. I, didn't, I didn't even know that was the rule at the time.
0: Mm.
3: Uh, so I'm glad she was switched on because it saved me. <laughs> mm. now,
1: just going over your career, you have played for Australia somehow already for 10 years, mm. even though you're only 28. Five World Cups, captain three of those. Three Blinder Clark medals. So you're the youngest Australian male or female to score an international hundred. Youngest World Cup winning captain. Mate, this is some fuck. This is this is some Bradman shit we're yes, on here. Bray's we're gone. talking like absolute like <laughs> absolute domination of the game. Like, mm-hmm. are you aware of like the legacy you've already created created? And like, do you have any more goals? Why am I Why are you still playing? Like, you've mm-hmm. done everything. <laughs>
3: uh, oh, yeah, to be honest, um, yeah. When you sort of put that list together, it, it's been a pretty. Um, pretty good 10 years
1: old. It's, it's pretty
3: good. When I came into the team, we were extremely successful to, to start off with and I was playing with some incredible players um, who sort of set the, the foundation for us um, to, be, to be playing now. And um, yeah, even now we've got some inc- incredible world-class players and some really good young players coming through, which I think has probably been the thing for us, which has allowed us to, to keep being successful as the young players coming in and um, really performing straight away. So. Uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah, but I guess the, the, the next thing on the horizon is that 50-over World Cup. Um, mm. We obviously exited the last one in, um, in not so, and uh, in not a great way, I guess. Um, so that, that's um, probably the, the one thing driving me mm. and, and the team at the moment. So we mm. look forward to that.
2: Well, you do seem driven because you, you, that team seems driven because you've won 21 games in a row, <laughs> um, yeah. and you absolutely. <laughs> Unstoppable. I've got a two-pronged question on that. Like, the, the women's team is so professional now, so are you aware that we now expect you to win every single fixture you play uh, and experience a <laughs> visceral reaction if you don't? And then, two, like, do you embrace the idea that Australia, the Australian women's team now plays such an important role in helping us all feel safe uh, through winning cricket? Yep. Oh,
3: we, we certainly... Uh enjoy winning and want to win as, as much as we can. So, um, yeah, that's something we obviously try to do, but I think we also have a lot of fun enjoying enjoy sort of company as well as a as a squad. We've got a really good crew together and um yeah, it's been nice to be able to get that that suit going, I guess. Um so, uh, yeah, as a team, we want to go out there and win and, and uh, hopefully it's, um, yeah, there's plenty more down the track too.
1: I mean, 21 wins in a row is quite something. I it actually equals Ponting's team's record, mm. doesn't it? I mean, are you already prepared to, you know, berate the team for the loss that you're never, never really going to have <laughs> or are you going to say, well, it's loss we had to have?
3: <laughs> oh, well, I thought sort of about the uh, Which one of those there. two? Like, got you to lose eventually. Um, so, or do you? I, I mean, hopefully... Mm. It's, Hopefully it's not the next one. Hopefully we can get the record. We actually don't know when that next game is. To be honest, yeah. So uh, we're not really sure, but um, we are going to lose eventually. Um, that is the nature of the game. But uh, yeah, hopefully we've still got one more winning us before that happens.
1: Because you're, you're supposed to have India, isn't in January Was mm. that, is that? That's what's supposed to happen. So I mean, if that does go ahead, what are we looking at here? Clean sweep, at least. Yep. Oh
3: jeez I hope so. Yeah, I got to yes. Yep. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so it's so much up in the air. Although when we yeah, you know, you're obviously planned to come out to, to Australia, but we're, we're, we haven't had confirmation on that yet. So we're just sort of right. yeah, waiting and um, you know watching to see when our next game is. But I know yeah. we're all looking forward to it. So hopefully it's sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, Meg, here's here's the thing I want to know. Here's right? the thing. Here Okay, so like here we go. You know, as you know, like earlier this year, a report came out naming Australian women's team Australia's favourite team, or at least we have the greatest emotional connection to that team. And you speak so well, all the teammates speak so well about the fun you guys have and how lovely you guys are as people. But we are Australian cricket fans after all, and you guys have won 21 in a row and are completely unstoppable. I mean, there's got to be a ruthless edge to it. You know like what what are what, what are the skeletons you know within that side. You know what what are the uh, not skeletons you know what's t- t- yeah. take us into the dark recesses, yeah. Who's you got know? Demons. What is, what is it a you know that, that makes this Australian side so hard-edged and just uh, you know unbeatable at the moment.
3: Yeah, I think I mean generally we're a very competitive individuals within the the team, but uh, there's a lot of unique personalities as well which I think bring a lot of uh, different things to to the the team, both on and off the field, uh, you yeah, know, players like Megan Shoot, who um, is is a great fit for the team, but she she that that how it is, um, you know exactly what she's what she's thinking all the time, which uh, I think is an important part of it as well. And um, yeah, but the young kids coming in, Sophie Moulinou, um, George Albert and players like that who just come in and lighten the place up a bit. So uh, you yeah, know, we're competitive no matter what we're doing. I mean, we're in the 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 hub at the moment we've got table tennis and basketball and um, cards and things like that and everyone has got to win. So um it's probably not surprising that on the field we do the same thing. Mm. You
1: Mentioned a couple of great players there in the squad. Obviously you I mean you grew up with Elise Perry who was obviously always going to be the gun. You're a gun yourself. And then you've got young Annabelle Sutherland who got this got herself into the World Cup squad as well, World Cup winners' medal for the T twenty World Cup just gone. I mean like how how good could she be? Because I know there's there's massive raps on her.
3: Yeah, she was going to be Extremely good. Uh, just in the last year, um, having been able to train sort of full-time, uh, having finished school, she finished last year, mm-hmm. um, having finished school, so she's been able to train properly. She's um, yeah, really good athletically, like, can move really well, really strong, and um, her skills are incredible as well. Just the power she's got with the bat, it's actually mm-hmm. um, quite dangerous batting at the other end sometimes. She can hit it back pretty <laughs> Pretty hard, so uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be really exciting to see where she ends up. But um, mm. I've got no doubt she'll be a super fly
1: down track. Have you noticed the like the change in the sort of celebrity of the team after the World Cup? It was obviously such a massive event, and and the way it was timed, I suppose, as well in terms of the pandemic, it was sort of the last major mm. world sporting event just before everything sort of you know went the way it did. I mean, have you guys noticed you know just in the street, you know, individually being recognised more, and as a team as a whole, like that sort of level of celebrity has been lifted or elevated.
3: Yeah, I think so. No doubt about that. We, we got quite lucky with, with the timing of the game. I think yeah. three days later, we, we probably wouldn't have had it. So uh, right. I guess it is the last big um, sporting event that happened in Australia, and that has probably helped us as well in, in a way. It's sort of the lasting memory. So uh, certainly, yeah, getting recognised a little bit more, and, and even in the, in the media and things like that, there's a lot more interest in yeah in the game and, um, you know, the, the recent series against New Zealand and now the, the big bash as well. So um, yeah. I think that's only a good thing for, for the game and, and women's sport in general and uh, hopefully uh, it can continue to, to improve. Because
1: mm. it was 86,000 people, wasn't it, for the, for the final and three days later sort mm. of it all kicked off. So, you know, what I'm saying is, is the women's team responsible for the lockdown in Melbourne? <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, well apparently there was someone at the game that had uh, that had COVID. Oh, um I mean we were walking around over hugging people, high fiving, like
0: yeah. it
3: was, mm. nothing was going yeah. on. So yeah. who knows? Uh, I don't think we were responsible but geez, um uh, yeah, if it was there it was probably yeah. gonna probably gonna keep going. But uh yeah, I'm so glad that it was three yeah. days later and, and not that night.
1: Yeah, Katy Perry had COVID. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't do matter.
2: Dan, <laughs> Dan, Dan Andrews' fault. Um, Meg, um, just, just on that as well, like it was, it was, that was the crowning moment of the Australian cricket summer without doubt. Like, um, just in time before COVID really hit, like, do you have any sense of how the hit to the game's finances might affect women's cricket? I know there's been a lot of talk about that worldwide. Mm-hmm. And if not, like, what sort of confidence do you have that administration's home and abroad will protect the women's game?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I think even just like with the the big bash that's happening at the moment, we've still got every game being played. They've done everything they can to get that up and running. So I think that's a, a really good sign. Um, and I think, you know, with the women's games really important to, to cricket in, in driving numbers, both participation and, and crowds as well. So I think sort of the boards around the world are, are seeing that. And, um, yeah, I'm very confident that. That won't drop off. It might look slightly different different for the, the next couple of years just to, to get back on our feet, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I think Cricket Australia's done an excellent job in in growing the women's game, and uh, I don't think they're going to let that slip.
2: Just just on the WBBL Megalot, we know that Sydney's doing what it does and uh, just deciding to yeah. rain, um, yeah. hopefully <laughs> raining whenever there's a game on. But, but we know that there's been sort of plenty of activity within and between teams in relation to taking a knee before play. That's been a big topic mm-hmm. of conversation and we know it's being handled team by team. Like, Can you just give an insight into what those conversations look like and maybe as Aussie, Aussie skipper how you're approaching it? Yeah,
3: yeah, there's been a lot of discussions around it. I think that's a really good thing, um, yeah, trying to create awareness and education around, um, you know, standing up against racism and um, diversity was within the game and society as, as well. And um, each team has sort of taken a, a slightly different stance. We are united in, in standing ag- against racism, but it probably looks slightly different but for each team. Um, the captains of each team have, have sort of caught up and, and had a chat around what that looks like and, um, you know, whether... Some people take an E or don't take an E. It's sort of their individual decision, but um, everyone's sort of supported it in uh, whatever they choose to do. But uh, it, it's very clear from everyone here that we want a, a diverse game and we want, um, you know, anyone to be able to, to come and play and feel comfortable and, and hopefully we can influence, um, you know, a few people, I guess, in society to try and make sure that we're standing up uh, against racism and uh, we're really supportive
2: of that. Mm. Well, that's really good and really encouraging to hear. We, we noted a few days ago that um, uh, Justin Langer had actually, you know, the Aussie coach had sought out Adam Goods to try and learn more uh, and, mm. and educate himself a little bit more and he sort of said of his own volition that the men's team hadn't um, I I don't actually know his exact words. I don't have him in front of me, but essentially, you know, not done well enough the last time this issue came up. Do you feel, Mm. sort of, as Aussie skipper, um, a a responsibility to educate yourself a little bit more or anything like that in terms of how you individually approach it, particularly taken, you know, given Justin Langer and other leaders are sort of doing things like that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important. And as an Australian squad, um, it sort of started back in uh, Feb this year where we. took part in the Barefoot Circle and Indigenous game in Canberra uh, and we did a little bit of education around that. We've obviously got Ash Gardner within our squad. Um, he's very passionate about it and is really helping us to learn more about it and uh, I guess that's the most important point is that we're trying to yeah, educate ourselves a little bit more and learn more about uh, the culture and, and also celebrate the Indigenous culture as well. I, I think sometimes we can talk about um, some of the issues that are going on, and they're really important to, to know about and try and change. But I mm. think there's also a lot to celebrate within the Indigenous culture as well and, and learn about um, you know, what you know what they believe in and, and that sort of stuff. So uh, as an Australian squad, um, and hopefully it filters down through through state squad as well, where we're trying to learn as much as we can so we feel more comfortable talking about it. And um, it might be asking questions perhaps that we are not really sure about, but if we can learn more about, then I think that's going to be a good thing for, for cricket and society as well.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think, um, obviously, the, the, the women's big batch, the WBBL, has been so successful here in Australia and for, for cricketers all around the world to come here as well to, to play. And then we've seen recently that the, the IPL are going to set up, the women's IPL is going to be played in November or run concurrently mm-hmm. at the same time as, as as the WBBL. I mean, how do the players feel about that?
3: Yeah, obviously, we'd, we'd love to be part of both, yeah. um, if if it was possible, and yeah, unfortunately this year it it clashed. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case moving forward as well. Hopefully, it, it's not. Um, you know, I think there's enough time within the, the calendar to have different windows for the WVBL and the IPL, um, and, and hopefully, sort of the board can communicate and sort of get a bit of a plan together a little bit forward. Because I think it's really important that yeah know, yeah, the, the best international players are available to play. In, yeah. Uh, the WBA, the IPL, probably the 100 coming up over in, mm. in the UK. I think it's the three big ones. and I think we yeah, have enough time within the calendar to allow for that to to happen. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to kick off pretty soon, that, that IPL stuff. We'll be interesting to see how it goes. But, uh, mm. yeah, India obviously play a really big role in, in cricket and um <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, hopefully, um, yeah. Down the track, we
2: can all be a part of it. Mm, really big role they play. They actually. Quite, yeah, quite a big yeah. role. Yeah. Um, yeah, Meg, it's been a huge <laughs> honour for us to speak with you, uh, the Aussie skipper. You're obviously doing Bradman-style uh, things. We've loved talking about that. Um, please, um, please keep winning, uh, yeah. and uh, please keep scoring runs because it makes us all feel safe. Thank see. you.
3: No worries. Thank you. And he goes. There's about
2: six or seven predominant social media platforms out there. Have you got a, a favourite? At this stage, no, I don't think so, but. Pinterest? <laughs> I've been on your Tumblr in a while. There's one, there's one platform that's more kind of work and career focused uh, than the others. Yeah. And that's LinkedIn. Yeah. And this week saw one of the great LinkedIn, I, I believe, yeah. LinkedIn posts. <laughs> yeah. I believe LinkedIn posts yeah. usually defeat all other po- uh, posts on other social media platforms for comedy. Uh, well, in the same way. The
1: famous thing is the state of LinkedIn. Yeah. The fucking
2: state of LinkedIn. Uh. And I saw one of the great posts of all time this yes, week, and it does did. relate to cricket. Yes, you did. Yes. It was from Australia, a former Australian Test cricketer. Yeah, from ten years ago. Yep, Peter George. Peter George, who I believe has created the technology to detect no balls. Now, so he seems to be doing quite well. Really? as a young executive.
1: Now, when you say detect no balls, you mean the front foot line? Front
2: foot, front foot no balls. Yeah, yeah. right. No, okay. not manscaped. Um, that was coming up next. <laughs> Silly. And he said, this is what Peter George wrote. I'm going to read it to you. One test for India, Peter George. He wrote, this month I celebrated 10 years since the moment I dismissed Sachin Tendulkar when I donned test cap 416 for Australia, a pinnacle moment of my 14-year cricket career. Ten years later, I'm celebrating a big moment in my post-cricket entrepreneurial career as we announced the appointment of Rob Goodsward as executive <laughs> advisor for Sport Tech Industries. Now, what a railroad that is, he goes. And with that in mind... We like to talk about buggies. How can I tie these two?
1: <laughs> my, didn't he also in that post being like, and like Sachin was a big part of the Indian team. Rob is also going to be a big. Like what? What? Awesome. Now Rob's fucking Sachin. Awesome. But Rob's got a lot of yeah. pressure. It's like when Chapel said Chris Green's ponting. I'd take it. Uh, Cameron Green.
2: And speaking of incongruously tired things, Budgie Smuggler's got bucket hats and other apparel for you right. this summer. Yeah, And you know what? We, we like to sit here, here goes, with our great friends at Budgie Smuggler who make everything Australian made yep. from this nation that yep. we're speaking in right that's now. That's right, that's right. Okay? They do. Uh, and offer a few design suggestions. Okay. Okay, because you can custom design whatever goes on your bucket hat or your Budgie Smuggler's or whatever. All right, so here's a few ideas. Now, in the spirit of Peter George, a couple of one-test wonders for you.
1: One-test wonders.
2: And I mean that with respect. I don't mean like, oh, it's it's a wonder they got a test. Yep. Absolutely not. Got the yep. baggy green cap. Yep. Fuck off.
1: You've achieved right. the thing that got every the, thing. the most. What 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 percentage of people in Australia would want that? 100? 100 percent of 100%? people would want that. Yeah, yeah I'd say green. so.
2: Yeah, I think my mother in law she would want a baggy green. Fi- yeah, if
1: she gets your a uh, phone call, mm. you want a baggy green? Not for me. You're taking that one hundred percent. You're taking that.
2: Yeah. So one hundred percent of the population. Citizens, yeah. Yep. Correct. Okay. Some might not know what it is. That's still you want, want it. that baggy green. Still yeah. want it. What'd I have to do? It's a baggy jumper or something like that, yeah. the Sachin. Well, here's a few one-test wonders. Stuart Law. Yep. Should have played many.
1: Stuart Law was one of my favourite players growing
2: up. Number 10, ODI shirt. This is a big question, but like of the guys who didn't get a good go, Mm -hmm. of all the bats, I'm just, I'm going to say Stuart Law was the best of them.
1: He was prodigal runs as well. He was tapped up. Stuart age.
2: Law is someone you can say that had he played yeah. even in that generation, would would well have averaged forty seven and a half or more. I agree, I agree. Yeah. It would it would Stuart Law runs during the Ashes Oh, laws in ton. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. That's true. That's true. It's um, it's one of those ones where like you say, I should have
1: played more. It's like, yeah, you know, who, who are you dropping? Um, I oh, probably the Ponting, he was, he was pretty good. But you know, Lehman uh,
2: got, got a go, got like 25 Lehman tests a and he didn't, he didn't get Lehman shield runs. He didn't get yeah. Lehman shield runs. He got some runs, but yeah, yeah, not yeah. Lehman runs. Martin Love. Runs. Well, and he played. He got one test. He, MCG. he got more than one test. Did he? He got a Barton couple. Love, yeah, he got a couple and he got a double ton, didn't he, Martin Love, yeah. In a test? Yeah, he definitely tonned up. I don't know, if, mate, Is mine. that right? Yeah.
1: I remember getting like 60 in his debut. Just look it up. If only there was one way to know. What are some yeah. other ones? Gavin Robinson. No, Sean he Young.
2: He played more. Sean Young. It was, he played one? Um, Sean Young played one. And who else we got here? We got Clint Mackay. Oh, yeah, okay. Dan Cullen. Yep. Your mate. Can't believe you haven't said it. Matty Nicholson.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. John Hastings. Haysto And Phil Emery, who actually who got his test in Pakistan. He's the only keeper other than Gilchrist and Healy to have kept the shame worn at test level. Phil Emery played one test mm. and um, he was in Pakistan when he got that gig and he had to be Ian Healy for a couple of days because he didn't have a passport or something or <laughs> when he flew over. <laughs> yeah. In the 90s, man, yeah. it's just different.
1: It's just different breed, that stuff.
2: Martin Love, I said double time. His high school was 100 not out for Australia. Oh, okay, so, got Yeah, hundred. yeah oh, 100, 150. Good for him. Um, so a couple of one test wonders for you there. There's plenty of others, mm. of course, mm-hmm. but uh, – you can, you can think about what you want on that apparel, whether it is Budgie Smuggler, you know, bottoms, mm. whether it's a bucket hat, mm. whatever it is, and you can go to smuggler.com and work that shit out. <laughs> Australian made. And use the code CHAMP at checkout for free shipping. Free shipping. Free shipping. What's it, what's it, what is it again, Pez? Website? Budgie Budgie some- do-
1: to- dot com. Sorry, Pez. Manscaped is back yeah. to support the show this week. Yep. Now, not only is Manscaped. They come once a month or so. Not Manscaped. They're back, but they're bigger in Evan. They've got a new product. That new product, Pets? It's called the Weed Whacker. It's called the Weed Whacker. The Great Cricket Podcast is promoting a product called the Weed
2: Whacker. Look how far we've come. Mirror, mirror on the wall. What is the best brand for my balls? Manscaped, of course. <laughs> Hold up. Is that a nose pube? Good thing our partners at Manscaped are here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood here and your go. nose hairs with talking. their new performance package that just launched in the UK, also available in Australia and Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you got fucking Jekyll and Hyde going yeah, on over yeah. there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you're just noticing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can get the Weed Whacker here goes as part of the performance package. Yes, you okay. can. Now, yeah. uh, look, Weed Whacker, let's just get into it. There's a lot of That's stuff they want us to school. say. That was your nickname at school, Performance Package. Oh, the Weed Whacker. (laughs) The Weed Whacker gets your nose in your ears. Yeah. Right. Now we've talked a lot about the manscape before the lawnmower and stuff like that. It's good. It solves your issues. Okay. You want to shave your pubes? No, that's actually no, that's
1: that's no joke. That's That's no joke. You can use in the shower. It's
2: it's incredible. I used it again, once again. Yeah. And you don't look like an adolescent. You don't look like prepubescent. It doesn't take that much off. No. It's perfect. But it takes enough it off and is, it's clean, it's and tidy. You're it's it's done. You're done. You've yep. sorted out. Yep. We've already said that. Yeah. People but, already know that. But the weed whacker, you, you could just have to apply the same design principles. Yep. Now, I'm I'm getting on in age. Sure. I, I'd grow hair where I wouldn't like to grow hair. Sure. Okay. And vice versa. Yeah. Uh yeah. And I get a few, I get some nose hairs. Yeah. Yeah. And the weed whacker's sorting me out. Again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to the team at Manscaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a simple design. Yeah. Actually, both of them are. Are they? Both of them are. No, it's just a perfect products that's just like, you know, don't need to talk about it for too long in a podcast. Let's say let's say 10, 15 minutes talking about it. But it's just
2: perfect. Does the job. Job done. Look, and, and, and on this copy, it says, look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Yeah. Why not? Is any, 79%. Now, I said,
1: 21%? Well, I said 100% one of the baggy greens Only 79% saying long nose hairs yeah. so are got, a turn off.
2: What's the poll question there? Because this is US election time. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's uh, the poll I think, question?
1: I think they're off, those polls.
2: But the polls saying um, long nose hair, Yeah, are they a turn off? Yeah. And so what? 21% of people are saying no. It doesn't bother me. Mm. They're liars. They're liars.
1: off. 21% of those people are liars. Not
2: necessarily the saying they're turned on. Buy it. But no, they're they're those
1: are different things. Yeah, those different that's right. Things.
2: And that's why polling questions are very important. That's a good point. Uh, but now we're not talking about Manscaped. We're talking about polls. Right. Uh, anyway, a whole bunch of other stuff here as well. Listen, you can get the performance package, the weed whacker, the lawnmower if that's what you want because it sorts your hair out. Mm. That, that excess hair you don't want. If you yeah. want it tidied up, Manscaped's where you go. Now, this week, this month, here, as we've been given what they're calling a vanity URL. Here we go. Manscaped.com. Slash, forward slash TGC. It's a unique link, okay? That's where you get your 20% off. Now, look, if that doesn't work for whatever reason, you can just go to manscaped.com and in the checkout thing, type in TGC. You're still going to get 20% off. Now, I don't know how that helps our metrics and whatever for our good friends at Manscaped. Probably poorly. I just want to get you the package and I want you to get 20% off, mm. all right? We'll deal with the rest later when we deal with the, the lovely people in Los Angeles.
1: Mm. It seems ironic that we've given a vanity URL for manscaping, but I like it. There's some sort of...
2: I don't think it's vain to trim your pubes, man. Really. It's not vanity. No, what polite. else are you meant to do? Because polite. You've got, like, what, are you just going to leave it for your life? Yeah, it's polite. 21%. Fuck off. That's get out not out right. Of here. That's not right. Know, weird. Oh, fuck yeah. out of here. Fuck out of here. Manscaped.com forward slash TGC.
1: Hashtag cdc peasy lad.
2: Last one for a couple of weeks. Unless you're on
1: Patreon, which case you get it every single week, mm. amongst other things, little bonuses. Little lectures. You're in there. Little things in the works as well. A little something something. Anything else to say, Pez? About Patreon, I don't know anything. Just life, yeah. Uh, the show.
2: I'm looking forward to coming. Back. Looking forward to recharging the batteries. Yeah. Okay. After we absolutely annihilate this, like uh, this uh, last RTGC.
1: Would it be fair to say that Ed Cowan will start off the summer?
2: Yeah. Yeah. As a tradition, has I a tradition. Maybe somebody else will come along. I mean, if Marlon Samuels in between times says yes. Probably going to say no. flood Samuels. Marlon Samuels, by the way. like yeah. No problem with that. He, his, his DMs are open. Yeah. Tell him to go on TGC. I'm serious. Yeah, probably not listens to this so episode. I call him a cunt four times, but... Uh, d- he doesn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's his fault not doing his
1: own research. Mm. I think he's probably a massive cunt, though. James <laughs> Henchy writes in. Six he time. says, Howdy, Higgy Siggy and Perry Perry Sauce. Long time listener. First time Ask TGC are here. I usually listen on Spotify for those. I usually listen on Spotify for those dirty house tracks. But I thought I'd head over to the YouTube channel for the first time last week and get get around that a bit. What happened next came at me from left field. In seeing in seeing you both your faces in the flesh on the screen, I found that I had to start to consider the idea that both might actually be like well-rounded people with multifaceted personalities. Sam has a very natural smile when he speaks and quite kind eyes to go with his trimmed beard making me think he might be a really loving father and a mature husband. Ian has the jaded look of an idealist struggling to find where he fits into the greater capitalist dystopia in which we all dwell. He has a law degree but hasn't made it as a lawyer mm. and the brow of his enormous forehead furrows frequently as he sighs at further reports of racism across the cricketing world. Great rig though and seems great around the boys while trying to be more than that. Hope you find a girlfriend who appreciates your manscaping hig. before this <laughs> before this I simply thought of the of the two of you as not just cricket badges, but literal badges, hunched in <laughs> some car with stubbies who thought about nothing but cricket kind of like the grubs more podcast beef bizarre to see you both in the flesh titillating even f- even for the softer side of me show is a cracker and I hope you both continue to survive in the freakishly niche market you've created for yourselves
2: love James well, he goes. You read things like that sometimes, particularly sometimes commentary on the you know the physical self. Yeah, it's that's, that's been yeah. happening more and more. We've put ourselves on camera. You can't really expect otherwise. Seems to be a lot of commentary about. There seems to be a lot of commentary about. I've seen you, and here are my problems. That's right. Here's how this does not match up to my imagination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fix yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, I'm just trying to yes. mediate that in my head. That's right. But this one, I was waiting for the backhander, never came. Okay, yeah. sure, James. Who says love? James says you have an enormously big forehead. That's not true. Yeah, I have that, <laughs> but the well, there's no hair, so it's sort of forehead. It actually is an endless forehead. Okay, right. Really, I've come. To, I've been bald for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I've almost like you're okay with that. it. Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, if I woke up in the morning and said there was a cure for it that did cause impotence. You're having a look. I'll, I'll have a look You're at it. You're using the Vanity URL. Yeah, right. At look. the <laughs> moment, the only drugs you can get, they say, causes impotence. What's, what's the point of hearing it? <laughs> Seriously, Quite guys, I've one. looked into the drugs for it like 10 years ago. <laughs> Propecia, okay It can only thicken the existing hair You can't grow back dead follicles, okay And when it thickens the existing hair At 40 bucks a week Alright, and causes impotence Or is a possible side effect What's the point of having hair If you're going to be fucking impotent Just accept it If you're losing it Just go Get rid Okay Black death for a sec <laughs> But yeah, up. no that, that was really nice from James The backhander um, The backhander never came uh, So thank you That's so kind. uh kind uh, Concerning I suppose that it was only upon superficially seeing the physical embodiment of our souls that he was like, "Oh, you might be well-rounded people." What come was it? Yeah, in in like, like oh, audio medium. What is it? What, what's that? Oh, you've got a, you've got a trimmed beard. Oh, now you must be a loving father.
1: We actually did at one time. So we actually were literal badges one time. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> evolution's been quite a thing. It happens quicker than what you think, actually. What are you, literal badges, but. Um, yeah, the evolution of the podcast has been quite something because it was last year when uh, I used to, back in Sydney, I used to live uh, next to a Woolworths dock and at that time in the morning during the, during the World Cup, we were broadcasting at like five in the morning Yes, after those games and then like the that's when the Woolworths trucks used to come in. So, you yeah. to write reverse in like basically next to my fucking window. Yeah. So, I was like, in, I was like, had a doona over my fucking head to like try and noise cancel the the sound <laughs> of the microphone yeah. and now we have our own little studio and we do our own shit here but... Uh, you know, Pez and I together in Melbourne, so there's that. You were in your car as well for those. Yeah,
2: I was in the car in Preston at the front, uh, you know, child asleep. And, uh, like, I'd rest a microphone on the glove box, which had been unhooked, mm. so it was laying flat. Yeah. And, uh, like, pull my legs up and have a doona over my head. <laughs> <laughs> you you, used, using some strange software to talk to you yeah. and hoping that nintendo Connection through yeah. rain, often yeah, on top rain. of the car, you actually hear some rain. Yeah, in the, in the and you'd wake up at like four AM to catch yeah. the fifteen-minute ICC breakdown. Yeah, ICC highlights of whatever mm. World Cup game had happened. Mm. Talk to some journal or other. Hope all the lines stayed connected, and you know, it's just the hard work you do to keep moving forward. Podcast is plug and play. Plug, plug and play. play, as they say, just plug. Yeah, press play. Also, so yeah, I, I never. The fairies get it done. Yeah, that's... <laughs> How's his cast get up?
1: I haven't made it as a lawyer. I do I do have a degree, but I thought... Oh, yeah. Can you clarify where's the, that? Where's
2: the... No, where I are you where's
1: at? The, there's the long-term sustainable income. It's back up. Where's the career? I thought podcasting. Podcasting's mm-hmm. where it's at. That's where it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and books. Yeah, books, yeah. Yeah. What do you get per book? 30 cents or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Per sale. Split that up. Goes so to the the three ways, yeah. yeah, yeah a few people, yeah. yeah. Oh, Usually, it comes out pretty good in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Suppliers and stuff I Haven't eaten since June Yeah, yeah Okay Bradley <laughs> Bradley Shaper Writes in G'day H- Higman Freud and Ivan Peslov. Just a quick question about a scenario that happened over the weekend And the best way to reply to being offered by someone in the lower grade I'm question This season my best mate decided he wanted to come and play cricket at my club Despite never playing the sport before at either an organised or backyard level I obviously encourage this as I'm still well and truly in the I still somehow love cricket stage of my life. And as club president, I'd love any extra player that I can milk subs and bar revenue from throughout the season. To his credit, he's worked hard at training, committed to the club and actually started actually hitting the ball and bowling somewhere near the training wicket. It came around to his first match where he was playing in the D grade as a specialist number 11 batsman while yours truly was opening the bowling in the ones. Because we were at different <laughs> venues, I had no idea how he'd performed except for sporadic group check messages, but could only imagine he got a Golden Globe and potentially a sympathy bowl where he'd be whacked around the park. Why the fuck does he want to play again? From my own end, I had a decent day taking six for, brackets, four for 36, <laughs> and copped the shit call from the umpire, clean bowled trying to bomb their opener. To be dismissed for a duck. With all this, we came home winners by 30 odd runs, but still no word from the fourths. Then, on my drive home, I get a text message uh, through from my mate. G'day, chap, he opens with, knowing it'll fuck me off. How'd you go today? My reflex reaction was to cower as I'd read his opening line too off This opening line too often from my dad. But before I could even answer, he chimed in with another message saying, "Well, I took more wickets than you made runs today, champ." What the fuck? I thought. This bloke was bowling the ball into the second wicket at training. How's he landed on the pitch? Let alone taking a scalp? Did he really look up our live scores just to alpha for me? He then proceeds to tell me he was on a hat trick after taking two wickets in consecutive balls and bowled a couple of good overs while the D grade while D grade ran out comfortable victors. Here's my problem. What the fuck should I do in this situation? Should I, A, be happy for him, knowing this joy for the sport is growing and may just be seeking my approval? This then runs the risk uh, my him offering me in the future. Don't know. Don't know. B, tell him to fuck off and let him know two wickets is fuck all and that shit well and truly gets wickets. Mm. C, ignore the message and avoid him at training from the safety of the A-grade net. Thoughts? Iggy. Well, pezzy, lad. Um... This is uh, – uh,
1: who wrote the question? Um, Bradley. Bradley. Bradley Schaefer, who's definitely an American actor.
2: Mm. Bradley um, Schaefer. <laughs> it's Ashley Schaefer from Eastbound and Down. That'd be amazing. Fuck, like, what association's
1: yeah. really got me there. Uh, you've come across uh, – Bradley's come across this, uh, the scenario where um, he, his, identi- his identity as the cricketer exactly. of his group has been um, challenged. Exactly. Um, and he doesn't like it. Now, in the same way that Tim Payne described Ben Stokes' innings at Headingley as just having a day out, mm. that's what his friend here has just had a day out. You know, sure oh. his, his two his two wickets in D-grade, that's his day out. How Bradley gets back at him, you know, to ultimately succeed is to encourage him to keep playing. Yeah. Because no one ever has two or three good days in a row. Draw this thing out, draw this fucker out all through the summer, Can he play next season again. Because the more you play the game, mm. the less Unless the ratio of good days to days spent yeah. becomes further apart from one to one, even or Bradman mainly failed. Mainly failed, Bradman, mm. fucking Bradman, mainly mm.
2: failed. It's a risky game, though. He goes, "It's a risky a, game because, as you said, yeah. this guy Bradley Shapers, uh, not to be confused with Ashley Shaper. <laughs> yes. uh, his identity is rooted in cricket. And That's he's right. He's made along yeah. to milk him milk. Mil- he wants to milk his friends. He wants to milk him. Yeah, and." Um, <laughs>
1: And uh prostate milking
2: He was the prostate milky's friend. <laughs> That's why he's brought him to the club. <laughs> Need a break, man. You never say no in improv. So, Make mate, come down to the club Tuesday, uh, like Thursday uh, nights.
1: Or yeah, yeah. a prostate yeah. milky. Oh me
2: I just got to be down to prostate milking <laughs> Anyway. Join the Patreon This is pretty much it Fuck man, If that's what you like oh That's a gear you like Oh my god No uh, So <sighs> he's brought him down Because <laughs> For the reasons Sorry. I said Sorry He's yes. brought him down And But what he's discovered is That perhaps his mate Who's not even played the code before Yeah He's just like Yeah I'll come Come along for a laugh Or whatever Yeah He starts succeeding and Now this, this guy's taking four frame ones It's probably some shit comp Yeah 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 Right Yeah Um, Sorry for that disrespect But it just helps the bit Yep Um, And 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 what if his mate Does the (laughs) ultimate From From a standing start From not even knowing the game Let's say what A year Yeah He's in ones He's just more athletic than him And he starts doing better than him Bradley Shaper is no one After that He literally is no one Yeah He's a got ghost. no identity. He's a ghost. He's got no reason to be among his friends. He has to reinvent himself. Now, maybe that reinvention would be good for Bradley. So Bradley should have included what his other hobbies are and stuff like should that. Have done. Yeah, but yeah. he didn't. Yeah. He's just a club president whose mate, who mm. never played the game, is better than him. Bradley used to work on a farm. Uh, he was good with cows. Got it.
1: He might have to go back to the farm then. Might have to go back to the farm. Get that bucket. Samuel Burrows writes in, hey, boys. Don't want to be that annoying guy who emails every week, but I listened to the latest pod yesterday and couldn't resist. Uh, this might be a few weeks old. Uh, apologies, Samuel. Uh, someone got messaged, someone messaged in about Biden being a teeth-based Democratic selection. Good point made, but has anyone been watching the New, the New Zealand situation the last three years? Our PM would undoubtedly be the skipper of any teeth-based Selection 11. Look at any election ads if you need proof. Have a great weekend, Sam. Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah, Jacinda Ardern, absolute queen of... Um Teeth-based election of teeth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Alex Carey or anything. Yeah,
1: what's uh, now the U.S. presidential election is tomorrow, which is Melbourne yeah. Cup Day here yeah. in Australia. Oh, the well, apparently, stops the
2: nation. Well, apparently, apparently Trump's going to be securing or announcing victory before the voting's it's finished. Fucking amazing! So. It's amazing. <laughs> That's the way you do. Amazing is one word for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I suspect it's not going to be like over in a day. There's all sorts of people are already. I'm not fucking yeah. leaving. Yeah. So he's going to be done. Uh, but yeah, no, Jacinda Ardern. Wonderful teeth. I feel like, I feel like teeth-based selections are becoming more and more common. It's kind of Alex Carey. Like, yeah, I d- just just seem to be more people with good teeth around these days. Yeah, just to, I've got no data to back that. Well, I?
1: even people who start in the public eye and then they mm. move into, you know, I'm thinking my, I'm thinking my Steve Smiths. I'm thinking yeah. my Siddles. Yeah, I'm thinking my Jurgen
2: Klopp's. I still remember again when we were interviewing Alex Carey, we we're asking about others with good teeth because he was he was sort of trying to. Deflect from his own teeth. He's like, look, my teeth are good. He's like, but a lot of us to do with my skin tone, and so the contrast created between my teeth color and my skin tone is great. So he was just sort of getting a scientific background, but then he said like something really jarring, which is like, Steve Smith has twenty grand in his mouth.
1: <laughs> which coming from it was, Alex, it was Kerry. very off brand for it was Alex. Carry off brand. He's very gentle, he kind soul. Yeah, and he's, he's got twenty grand, twenty grand in his yeah. mouth. Can't got fucking twenty grand. He didn't say that, <laughs> yeah. but he, he meant it. You, you know, he's, it got, he's got it eyes. in him.
2: Well, I, I like hearing that. It's like Copeland. I like hearing that my professional crickets at the end of the day well, you have a
1: real bullish state Mate, how do you make it in Australian you cricket can't. in yeah. professional sport without mm. being having a little mm. bit of a, yeah. <whistles> on the side? How are you? That second, that yeah. second head just pops out. Yeah. How do you have he's that? He's a keeper. He's a keeper. He's up the stumps. Yeah. Not having a chat. Josh Josh English breathing down his neck. Yeah. Yeah, his breath-based selection. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Inglis is a breath-based selection. <laughs> the
2: fuck does that? He doesn't that even, even mean? know. My god, he's meant to be quite good, Josh Inglis.
1: Well, he's got 150 in a shield game. He's probably right. He's
2: meant to be a good keeper.
1: Oh, Brands. okay, yeah. Yeah. Sponsored yeah. by uh, Colgate.
2: Is he okay? We still going? Yep, yep, yep. Craig Prince, or do you want to go Barrington? Uh, you choose, mm-hmm. mate. Barrington, then. Okay. Barrington says, Craig, we'll get to you. Uh, we'll do the Patreon. Weeks, yeah. We'll put him in the Patreon. Barrington hashtag RTDC. A-up, lads. English. Nice. Northern English, isn't it? Yeah. Getting some real big boy guests on lately with the likes of Sir Kirtley, but there's a man out there who we all want to hear from more than any other, the rarest of the rare. What is it going to take to get YJB on the show? Now, he who goes? Who's YJB? Young Johnny Bester. I reckon you've got it in you to get past the cliched ECB media-trained banalities he usually offers up and give him the platform to feel comfortable sharing. That's a lot of words to ask when you're getting Bester on. He's long overdue. <clears throat> Cheers boys, regards Barrington. Um it's a great question
1: and uh it's um I'll just say that uh whilst uh so I'll I'll break the fourth wall here. Pez Pez sorts Pez sorts the guests. Pez sorts the guests. and so when he he messaged me and says we've got so and so on this week, it's a fucking massive win. Cuz we're still nobody from the internet we do not when pertain to be anyone else, we're just some idiots from the internet that do a thing. And so when someone good comes on, it's fucking amazing and it's real hard work. Pez, for instance, how many requests did you put in this
2: week from people? <laughs> oh, I don't want to say. Okay. <laughs> Eight. Um. <laughs> couple couple of Hail Marys. Let's just say uh let's just say let's count? just say Greg Chappell didn't get back to mid <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Greg. The office still open. Too busy
1: looking at ponting photos. Um so uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it can be hard work to get to get people on. So it's it's good when they do come on. So but anyway, but uh, but there's some there's some
2: some irons, irons in the fire with with YJB. I'll just say and thank you for that. He goes gonna um, say that there is no person in the world that I'm going to go harder for than Johnny Best. Though I mean, this is a long campaign. Mm. We have been given some encouraging signs in the last few months. I've never spoken to Johnny in any way before, so it will probably be quite embarrassing. He doesn't even, he doesn't even follow us in any He's probably, look, who that, knows? Yeah. Um, but um, we've been given some encouraging signs. That's all I'll say. And, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there who need to feel like work is being done to get young Johnny Bairstow, let me assure you, every, you know, I is being dotted. Every lowercase J <laughs> is being dotted, every T crossed. To get young Johnny Besto on the show And I tell you what You know We want to do it right When it happens If and when it happens And we'll be going We'll be going the whole hog We'll be going for Not only Besto, But Besto in, oh, in the flesh And the yeah. queen And, and, and Besto With hopefully a couple of beers Around the table Yeah Um For, for a long period of time And Because uh, there's a lot to clear up Yeah There's a lot to discuss Yeah a lot of DMs are just like A oh, lot, lot of Besto stories Yeah Yeah hmm. But only if he's willing, because he just lives his life and he's a really good cricketer and it needs to be good for him. It needs to be fun for him. Yeah. But Why, why was it, why is he going to subject himself to two idiots from the internet? I'm looking at you. He goes, why would he do that? He wouldn't do that. You've got no idea who we are. Yeah. So he's got, you've got to make it worth his while. Well. Johnny, this is going to be fun and good for you. It'll be funny. Yeah. So. Fun and funny.
1: So we're working hard. So there's more good things to come, is what we're trying to say in the future. And uh, we're working towards that. But we're going to take a couple weeks off just to recharge the batteries before uh, the Channel 7 show starts in about five weeks, Pez. Plus Mm. the summer in general starts. The test matches start soon after that. The podcast will be back better than ever. Patreon's going to be running all the way through. We're not taking a break with the Patreon. Mm. Um, But uh, fuck, summer's around the corner.
0: Just a month away. It's going to be big. All right. See you guys in a bit.